So I want to start today in John 19. I've got a bit of a chunk of scripture to read this morning, so if you want to follow along, um, it's John 19, starting at verse 17, and the start of that section of scripture says the crucifixion of Jesus, so that's like the, the subtitle. So John 19, verse 17, carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him with two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and the sign was written in Aramaic, Latin and Greek. The chief priests of the Jews protested to Pilate, do not write King of the Jews, but that this man claimed to be the King of the Jews. And I like this, Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. Thanks, boys. <laughs> so when the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them into four shares, one for each of them, with the undergarment remaining. But this garment was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let's not tear it, they said to one another. Let's decide by lot who will get it. This happened so that the scripture might be fulfilled that said, they divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. So this is what the soldiers did. Verse 28, later, knowing that everything had now been finished and so the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. So how awesome, we've already been singing this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for tying this in. It is finished. It is finished. And I tell you, when um, I was asked to speak at Easter, which I found to be quite an honour, I just think Easter is such a special time. And um, I was thinking, oh, Lord, what do, what do you want me to say? And I just kept getting three words, it is finished. It is finished. After a week or so, I'm like, can, can you elaborate, Lord? Can you help me on this? Um, it, I just I wasn't sure what he wanted me to say with it, but... When I initially went to the scripture to find where it is finished is written in scripture, I actually found it's only recorded in John's gospel. That's the only place that I found it. And sometimes when you hear it is finished, do you ever want to go back to the start of where the start? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go back to the start of John and see how John starts. And it says, John 1, 1 says, in the beginning, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. So the other Gospels highlight Jesus, um, his ancestry from, from Adam. They highlight his, the beginning of his ministry, his birth, and the whole story around his birth. But I love how John, John is emphasizing something else. He is emphasizing the divinity of Christ. He's emphasizing the logos, the living word. He's saying, in the beginning was the word and this is his purpose. And I just, oh, it gives me goosebumps, you know. And so he is emphasizing through John, his, his, his book, um, Jesus' qualifications. He's, he's saying he is God. He, he, this is, he came to fulfill a purpose. These are his qualifications, you know. This, you, you need to take note. This, this wasn't just any ordinary man. This was God. Okay, and that's what John wants us to grab a hold of in his gospel. 
So, yes, he brought heaven to earth. Yes, he came to heal the sick, you know, to to um, show the Father and do that. But it was for one purpose. So we see in the beginning, it's all the way from in the beginning to it is finished, okay? So I want to jump to 2 Timothy 1 verses 9 and 10. And this is the purpose. I love how Timothy puts this in, in here. Um, well, Paul writes to Timothy, For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, but because that was his plan from the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. And now he has made all this plain to us by the appearing of Christ Jesus, our Saviour. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. So I just want to highlight this. Um, We see the purpose that Jesus came to free us finally from the the curse of sin and death and and by becoming sin in our place. That was his, that's how he did it. Okay, but incredibly his plan didn't start once Adam and Eve sinned. He didn't go, oh, Come on, boys, we need to come up with a plan now to sort this out. No, it says from the beginning of time. It was his plan from the beginning of time to show us his grace. So from the beginning of time, he saw you. He knew you needed grace. Okay, I just, there's something about that, that just, just that he is the beginning and the end. The alpha and the omega, like the the first and the last, like he, he's at right at the start of your life, even before. And he's there right to the end, okay? So I have two points with this that I just want to emphasize with it is finished this morning. And my first point is that God is a God of completion. (laughs) Who believes that this morning? So, you know, he made a way for us even before we were born. So that means that he's never caught off guard with stuff that comes up in our life. He's 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 not wondering what to do. He already knows. And I just, sometimes like we always are looking ahead in our life. We don't know what our last day will be. We don't know what will happen. But God sees our life backwards. So he, he's like, he's looking in reverse going, I already know what's ahead. I already have a solution for that. So we just, I think that it just gives me the image of being held this morning within just, it's just that he knows everything about us. He knows the beginning and the end of our life. And it's just so precious. And um, Philippians 1.16 says, Being confident of this, that he began a good work in you, will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So no matter what he's begun, he's going to see that through. He's going to finish it. Okay, so we have that confidence. So no word returns void. I love that. that. So every promise you see in Scripture today, whether it be sickness, salvation, anything, once he has spoken that in Scripture... It will not be not done. Like it has to be completed. Now, sometimes with sickness, that might not. It may you may not see the completion until you go to be with Jesus. But you will be healed. <laughs> like whether in this life, whatever time frame and whatever purpose that is for, there will be healing. There will be healing, and there will be freedom. Okay. And so I just love that when Jesus said it is finished, he had the last word. You know, he, he gave up his spirit. He, he had the last say in that. He said, it is finished, I'm done. Now I'm going to go and sort out Satan. I'm going to go sort out a few things. I'll be back. All right? So, like, no doctor, in some cases no accountant, <laughs> no politician, not even Satan himself has the last say. 
They don't have the last say. They can say what they like. You say, no, my God has the final say. Okay, we need to remember that. Who believes that this morning? I feel a bit excited about that. So if he says it in his word, it must be fulfilled. It must be fulfilled. And so he is the ultimate authority. He is the ultimate authority. But when he's before Pilate, he says, I am the Christ. I am who I am. I, you know, I, yeah, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I, I have the ultimate authority here. I will choose to fulfill my purpose. And just with that authority, do we understand that we have that authority? If Christ is in you this morning, if you've accepted Christ, you have that authority this morning. I have a a bit of a crazy example of this. I was in my backyard, in our backyard, and um, trying to do some gardening, and I realised that I'd had a, a lovely visitor in my yard and sorry about this with your hot cross buns, but um, a dog had left a deposit on my lawn. The only thing is we don't have a dog. So I'm thinking, why is that in my yard? We didn't have our front gate shut, so I'm thinking, some dog has decided to come and visit. Now, I mean, I understand cleaning that up if you've got a dog, okay? But if you don't have a dog, who understands that's kind of annoying? And, yeah, it's like, come on now. Keep out of my yard, man. So, and this is just not a once-off. This has continued. Now, I don't know where this thing's coming from. I, well, I don't know where it is, but if I catch it, I'm going to lay my hands on it in Jesus' name. No, I'm serious. I'm really mad about this. But it just raises feeling. If anyone's been in your yard without asking, I say, hey, get out of my yard. This is my yard, okay? And I just felt this morning we need to guard our yard, and if Satan's coming in saying stuff and that God, God hasn't said, I say, excuse me, you can get out of my yard, thanks. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, I know you think I'm a nice person, but sometimes when I'm pushed, don't push me. You know, and so sometimes at night, like if my kids are waking up and they're crying and scared and there's trouble, I say, okay, devil, you can nick off. But what do we take sometimes that we don't need to take? We have the authority to say, get lost. Okay, so sometimes we just take stuff. The other thing is with boundaries. In some of us, we take on everyone else's issues. Sometimes we like a drama. Does anyone know anyone that likes a drama? They love a good funeral. They like a good... You got your hand up quite quickly there, Paige. I'm not going to ask about that. But um, I just know people that just like to take on a drama. Well, sometimes when you say, it is finished, it is done, that's not my issue. I don't need any drama. I just need to go... Let God sort out their life and you, yeah. Because sometimes we think our life's so stressful and I'm thinking, hang on, I just need to stick with what God's doing with me and let God help other people. And it can be people we love sometimes, okay? And we need to go, hey, just let God help them sometimes. <laughs> and, and we can have that authority to guard our boundaries sometimes. We, you do have authority to do that in a God-centred way. God wants you to do that. Okay, and the, my last point today is it is finished means the fullness of Christ in us now. Ah, oh, this is awesome. I had um, a Saturday morning where some Jehovah's Witnesses came and usually, I don't know what anyone else is like, sometimes I go, oh, no, nah, no, nah, I'm all good, I'm, I'm already going to heaven, I'm all good, you know, see ya, in a nice way, but I really felt moved to speak to this couple. They were a lovely Indian couple and... 
Um, I noticed that the wife was really talking at me and really preaching at me, and but the husband was sort of standing back a bit. So I started saying a few things about what I believe, and he was actually quite interested. And he kept saying, about what you were saying then, that's very interesting. What were you saying about that? And I just went, oh, that's interesting. He's, where she had the brochures and she was trying to give them to me. I'm like, no, it's all good. And um, they kept reading to me um, the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it in, is in heaven. And they're saying, one day we believe the kingdom will be on the earth. One day when he, he, Jesus will come back and it will be established on the earth. And that's his plan. And I said, no, no, no. I said, his kingdom's now. His kingdom's now. <laughs> I said, I, I, I see that in my life every day. And they're like, no, 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 you can't have it now. No, no, it's got to be, it's almost like there has to be a castle on the earth right now with Jesus in it. He's got to come back. And then, and then I'm like, you're telling me you're going to live your whole life hoping one day that you'll see the goodness of God in his kingdom. I said, I want it now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I want it now. Thank you. <laughs> I want to be healed now. I want to see salvation now. And I just, it really moved me. I said, I said, you know what? God's actually speaking to me right now about you. And I said, God, God loves you. He's just telling me he really has a plan for you. And they're like, oh, what are you talking? No, we're fine. They're saying, we're fine. I said, no, I said, God loves you. And they go, okay, we've got to go. There's more houses. I'm like, oh, I said, no, God. God speaks to me. God tells me in the supermarket to pay for people's groceries. And then they're in tears telling me, my mother just died. How did you know? I'm like, I didn't know. God, to God told me just to do this. God wants to use you right now. If he tells you something, just do it. Just be obedient to the next thing he tells you and you're in God's will and it's all good. Right now. We don't have to wait. Okay, so the kingdom is now. We can live each day in completeness. We don't need the lie that in our culture that says you need more. You'll be fulfilled when you get that next car, next holiday, next bigger house. Who wants a bigger house? There's more to clean, seriously. But that's what they tell us we need. I don't want a bigger house, but I want a caravan. But um, No, seriously. But um, it's counterculture. What we believe is counterculture, that we can be happy right now without needing anything else. See, because his presence is right here, right now. So we're fulfilled right now. I just felt like that at my kitchen sink last night when there's just... I've had two weeks of holidays and I love my kids and there's so many questions and so much, mom, 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 and I'm there and I'm like, Jesus, you're here right now. You're here. I don't have to wait till next week when they go to school. I love them, but it, I don't need to be able to get in a corner and hear God. I can hear him right now in the middle of my life right now because he's, he's the beginning, he's the end, and he's in the middle. So he's here right now. Okay, so you, firstly, don't live on yesterday's revelation. The beginning. Don't live on, oh, I remember 20 years ago when I sang Shout to the Lord and it's still my favourite song and I still love that one and I can only feel Jesus when we play that song. Trust me, I love that song. I love that song. It made me cry when I was 14, but I've moved on now to other songs that have a current revelation as well. So, so you can be right in this moment and God's speaking to you now, okay? So He's like our fresh manner. He's fresh manner. Don't let it go stale. He's fresh every day. And then don't wait until tomorrow to seek him. Okay, sometimes we think, oh, I'll get my act together when, you know, when I get married or when I get a better husband. No, you're awesome. But, you know, when I, when I get kids, <laughs> when, I, when I get something else. No, you, you don't need to wait. You don't need to wait in life for anything because you have him right now. We have that revelation right now. So we can have fulfilment. And it can be finished. Like, yeah, in our life right now, what he's done is just a current 
revelation for us. And I just feel his presence here this morning. I don't know if anyone else can feel his presence here this morning. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, we just thank you this morning that you are here now, Lord, that you are the beginning and the end. Lord, you hold us in your hand, in your purpose right now, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just pray that you will give us a current word today for our lives. Lord, we, at Easter time, it may feel like we're always looking back to what you've done, but we can we can stay in the moment right now for what you're doing, Lord Jesus, because that, that is so current and so what we need this morning, Lord Jesus, is your revelation. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.